Welcome, listeners, to our review of Scream 2. Last night, two college students were brutally murdered. Police are everywhere. The girl was stabbed seven times. Ouch. Hi, Gail Weathers, author of the Woodsboro Murders. She's an opportunist. Be kind, she saved our lives. Yeah, I know. I read all about it in the book. I can't wait to see the movie. So Scream 2, released in 1997, written by Kevin Williamson, directed by Wes Craven. Set two years later after the first series of murders, as Sydney acclimates to college life, someone donning the ghost face costume begins a new string of killings. Starring, again, this looks like alphabetical order here, David Arquette, Nev Campbell, Courtney Cox, Sarah Michelle Gellar, Jamie Kennedy, Laurie Metcalf, Jerry O'Connell, Timothy Oliphant, Jada Pinkett, and Leave Schreiber. Laurie Metcalf, that's who that was. Oh, you couldn't uh, figure it out with the short hair? No, like I, I could not figure it out and didn't bother to look anything up. So, Laurie Metcalf, yeah, as soon as you said it, it clicked. <laughs> what about Lee Schreiber? Did you think he was going to be in this film? You, you realise he was in the first film? No. Very quickly, because they talk about Cotton in the film, because, you know, of his innocence now, you see him on the TV. Like in like really? the back of a police car and that, yeah. But he's not he's not big name there at that at that, at that point. So I don't. Really I mean, matter. is he is he known here? No, I feel like when does he get like well known? It's is I, I always see him as I, he he's got to be in bit, like films before that. But I feel like that could be his biggest one. <laughs> I mean, maybe who knows? That's what I know him from. Anyway, music by Marco Beltrami. We spoke about him last week. He did the entire Scream film franchise. So Kevin Williams had had the idea for a sequel while writing the actual script for the original Scream, and he discovered that there was more to the story. So the movie began principal photography just six months after the release of Scream, and it was released less than a year after that too. They got quick into it. So this would have been released in a shorter amount of time than had passed in the movie for, in the movie world. Yes, you are right. I feel like that's pretty unusual, is it? Well, when you have a hit as big as Scream, you want to latch on and get it out there as quick as possible. Milk that Scream franchise money. I certainly will try. Now, obviously, one of the big uh, big things about the original Scream was the identity of the, the killer, and that was a big part of this film too. And the cast were actually not informed of the identity of the killer until the last day of principal photography. They actually didn't receive the last 10 pages of the script until it was time to film the scenes as well. Yeah, I mean, I know for me... One of the biggest things about this film was me trying to work out who the killer was. So, I do understand. And if you say, or as you say, Scream 1 was such a big hit, especially with probably the slightly younger uh, generation of horror lovers, that I imagine people would have been, uh, it would have been a buzz in the streets. Yeah, they went They went even further than that, Dean. They had the whole script printed on grey paper in order to deter some illicit duplications. The cast members were required to sign confidentiality clauses as part of their contracts. Uh, they basically weren't allowed to say anything about the, the film in general. Yeah. Even though that was the case, the first 40 pages of this script were leaked onto the internet at the time. <laughs> Why? Why not the last 40? Maybe no one had those pages. Do you think the studio did it deliberately to build suspense? No, because this cost them some serious reshoots because Kevin Williamson was forced to redo the whole four, first four, like the whole start of this movie was a rewrite. Why? They went into production with they went into production without a completed script. They didn't want anyone knowing about this film. I mean, it's not the Seinfeld finale. What's the big deal? I mean, this is like pre-internet boom. 
let me let me tell you how this story was going to go. So this this maybe obviously people who are listening to this must have seen this film and must know what has happened. But this we're going to get into some you know spoilers you know from the get go here. So several changes had to be made to the characters. A bunch of the characters were actually fully rewritten. We had Dewey was originally transferred from the Woodsboro Police to the security staff on the campus so he could be close to Sydney and keep her safe. Randy was actually supposed to be Gail's new cameraman, and the cameraman in the new rewrite, Joel, was a med student and friends with Sydney. Derek was the film student, the Jerry O'Connell character, and he was shooting a documentary who walked around with a camera. Debbie Salt was more aggressive and bitchy, and in one scene, she actually asked Sydney if she finally snapped and if she's the one doing the killings, and she actually got punched in the face by Gail as a result of that. The scene where Sydney slaps Gail never happens. Mickey was the one who sang in the cafeteria, and it was to Sydney's friend Haley and not Sydney. The killers were actually Derek, Haley, and Mrs. Loomis. Loomis ends up shooting Derek and Haley, but then gets stabbed by Cotton before she can shoot Sydney and Gail. Cotton, he act- in the end, he actually has a change of heart and decides to get even on both Sydney and Gail, and he, as he considers them responsible for ruining his life. So he stabs and kills Gail, and then runs after Sydney. That's where Kevin Williams would stop writing. He actually left some notes in the script as saying, that's all I've written so far. I mean, yeah, that's a completely different film. Yeah. He did have a couple of extra bits here. He did say that was that Cotton and Sydney would actually eventually stab each other and both die laying side by side, and that would have been the end of the franchise. They wouldn't have been a Scream 3. Okay. So, all right. I didn't realize that uh, the death of Sydney would mean the end of the franchise. No spoilers, obviously, for Scream 3 or 4, but interesting. So, one of the interesting things about this film is the in-movie stab. Do you know who directed those scenes? Well-known director? No. Robert Rodriguez. Ah, I was thinking like Tarantino. I was like, nah, it can't be Tarantino because <laughs> I would know about it. I was like, who could it be? Who is like, uh, yeah, okay, that's perfect. Yeah, of course. So from the original screen, when we did talk about how there was some problems with uh, getting it reduced down to an R rating. Wes Craven attempted to manipulate the MPAA this time by sending them a version of the film that they, they were intending to edit already to get rid of some of the gore they didn't want to keep in the film. So they kept those gory scenes in that version so they would focus on those particular scenes and forget about the ones they wanted to keep in. But in the end, they they looked at it and said, yeah, this is good. Keep the whole thing. They're like, oh, uh, we, okay, can we can we cut these scenes though? They're like, uh, okay, if you want. But they didn't oh, even really? bother. Like, yeah, they didn't bother looking at those gory scenes. Like, ah, okay, well, I guess they got their job. They got. The, I guess they did the right thing. I mean, I guess it just shows how much you know can change in a year. They'd been desensitized to it. I think it was the big uh, box office return from the original Scream that made them go. You know what? Why don't we just let it leave this? Let us go. I mean, I can't imagine that the classification board is not an independent body. It's not like they work for the studio. Yeah, you're probably right there, actually. But this was released on the 10th of December in 1997 with a runtime of 120 minutes. It was actually originally scheduled to open alongside Tomorrow Never Dies and Titanic. And those two films decided to shift their dates as to not be pitted against this movie. (laughs) Yeah. Turns out they probably didn't have too much to worry about. Why do you say that? Why do I say that Titanic shouldn't have had to worry about Scream 2? I don't know. Maybe because Titanic made a killing compared to this film i thought you were on the going down the path that scream didn't do well you're like oh they didn't have to worry about that film at the time they did because of it was such a big success the original scream i mean the original scream was a a slow burn that got to 100 million us it's i mean it's yeah you're making out like it's a huge blockbuster it, it took some time now scream's tagline was someone has taken their love of horror movies one step too far and the tagline for this film is Someone has taken their love of sequels one step too far. Yeah, that's good. 
budget of $24 million and worldwide grossed $172 million. He's very profitable for them. Once again. All right, Dean's scores here. Critics or audience? What do you reckon? Audience. You couldn't be more wrong. Critics have an 82% and audience have it at 57 How is that possible? You got me, mate. How does this movie have over 80% for critics? Surprisingly, Metacritic have it higher than the audience here, 63. Letterboxd have it at 3.2. And IMDb currently have it at 6.2, over 154,000 ratings. So pretty low on IMDb. It is definitely low. But this is part two of our Scream film series for the month of October. Let's see if we think it's better than the first one or not. Thank you very much, listeners, for checking out this patron preview. Yeah, if you want to check out the whole episode, we've got everything over on at patreon.com slash themoviejourney. And we've got over 70 bonus episodes over there, including film series such as the Die Hard series, X-Men series, Mission Impossible series. We've also gone through some notable film directors such as Wes Anderson, Edgar Wright, and Quentin Tarantino. That's right. There's also tons of benefits over there. Early access to our main show, patron-only polls that we put out on the regular. Exactly. You can also shape the show the way you want it to be by telling us what films you would like us to break down. And Dean said it's spot on patreon.com slash the movie journey. Go ahead and head over there and check out all the rewards and benefits we have to offer. And we thank you once again for checking us out. Thanks, y'all. 